everybody. Happy Wednesday. Happy happy hour. I'm so excited this week. I've got a really awesome guest for you guys. If you don't know her already, you're definitely going to want to check her out on social media after this is over. And uh, I'm really excited to share um, her and her story with you guys and for me to learn more about her. Um, my guest today is New Win and um, Siri's trying to talk to me apparently. I was not talking to you, Siri. Um, <laughs> my guest today's name is New Win and she is amazing. She has got quite the, um, the resume of experiences and accomplishments. Um, she is a Porsche technician. She's award-winning. She's done all of the things. Um, she's absolutely a phenomenal woman and I'm so excited to have her join us and it looks so we'll wait for that connection to come through and ladies and gentlemen, I introduce you to I forgot to turn my camera around. Yay! Hi! How are you? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm good. Hot actually. It's warm here. Yeah. Where where are you right now? I'm in Toronto. Okay. Now do you live in Toronto? Yes. Okay. Because you seem like you're all over the place all the time. <laughs> well, actually, I have to correct myself. I live, I live outside of Toronto, and uh, I've been told that I can't rep the wrong city. So I'm from Mississauga. It is right outside of Toronto, but okay. regardless. All right. Yeah, we don't want to insult anybody. <laughs> Get that right. <laughs> awesome. I am so excited. Okay, very important first question. It's happy hour. What are you drinking? What is that fanciness? I am drinking, uh, this is an extra spicy Caesar with tequila. That's my drink. <laughs> nice. I'm boring. It takes very little no. mixing experience. I'm drinking whiskey. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> I wasn't sure what to drink, so I figured, you know what, this is kind of... I dig it. I dig it. That's awesome. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so you have done, like, everything. You're like the most amazing, I have so much respect for you. And like, you've done so many cool things. You've won awards, you have done racing, you've done restorations, you're the first female to be silver and classic Porsche certified. Is that right? In the in the world, right? Uh, I'm not the uh, I'm not the first silver certified. Okay, but I'm definitely the first classic Porsche Porsche classic certified. Okay. I mean, that's yeah. huge in and of itself, like yeah. <laughs> breaking, breaking stereotypes, like <laughs> breaking barriers, doing all of the things, total badass. Um, Thank you. But I want to rewind before we get into all like the fun, really awesome stuff that you're doing now. And I think it's really important. And I, I know from seeing your posts and following you over the years that, that you believe this to be true as well. Like it's really easy on social media to see everybody's accomplishments and and then not know how people got there. And I think it's important for little kids to be able to see like, oh, they, they got here from there or they're from here, right? So I can do that too. So um, I would love to have you share your story of how you got started because you got started kind of a, a bass backwards path kind of like I did um, into <laughs> getting into this and I like it. <laughs> I don't know how you got into it. I totally want to, I was going to ask you after. All right. Um, I got in, I got in late. I was 30 and I had to figure out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And I decided to follow something that I had really wanted to do getting out of high school, but I didn't have the discipline. 
So I left my office job. I found a shop that would uh, take me on as an apprentice. And it kind of just grew from there. I was a quick study, so they they moved me up or they taught me a lot in my first year and a half. And uh, when you were speaking with Hillary, you guys were talking about the apprenticeship program in Canada, which uh, fantastic. The government pays for like eighty five percent of the tuition. So amazing. So it's like there's there's no there's no reason like not to not to do this if you if you really wanted mm-hmm. to. Um, so I found this shop. I worked, became an apprentice, and then I got an interview with uh, with the with a brand new Porsche dealership, and then I was there since. Nice. So was the shop that you got the apprenticeship at? Was that a Porsche shop as well, or? No the the first shop that I started at, or well, the shop that I started at, it's a small family shop. They they did a lot of um, like construction vehicles, like vans and stuff like that. Okay. But it was a small general shop so I had lots of different makes and models come in but because there was a lot of focus or not a lot of like construction trucks and stuff like that came in I got I was familiar with like more heavy stuff as well yeah uh, like that's a switch <laughs> go from like domestic vans and trucks to <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing was not having to like this the the mud and the rust that is like lives on these construction trucks oh and gosh. then you go to a Porsche and it's like spotless underneath. It's <laughs> totally. Amazing. I went from working in New York to working in Arizona and it was the same thing. I was like, what? I don't have snow and salt and road <laughs> disgustingness dripping on me when I'm working on the car. Like, yes. exactly. <laughs> and I'm such a mouth breather. It's like salt, like it's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> it's the worst. Oh my gosh. So why portion? How did that wind up happening? Was that like a love happenstance. or? Happenstance actually. I didn't know. I wasn't familiar with the brand at all before I started. Um, I kind of thought it was like a little like highbrow. <laughs> you, know what you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but then I got the interview with this place. I landed the job and just from the get go, I find German engineering makes more sense to my brain than other, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) I feel like, and maybe tell me what you think on this. I feel like it, I'm going to sound really maybe just making stereotypes here, but I feel like it's, it's a coming from outside of the industry. Like I didn't grow up around cars. And I think as a woman too, I approach things differently. Like I got into cars because I like the puzzle of it and I like the figuring it out, right? Same. American cars, it really is true. If it doesn't fit, get a bigger hammer. German cars, (laughs) if you get a bigger hammer, you're breaking something. And it's the finesse. If it's not working, it's because you're doing something wrong. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And I like that. Like I like that feedback of that, the, the tight German engineering that everything is, you know, right away, if you did something wrong, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is unforgivable. <laughs> yes. I'm a little, I have to say I'm a little jealous with your Porsche experience because I, that's where I wanted to be. I Don't wanted wait. to get into Porsche. Yeah. And um, I tried to go into their, like their graduate program P-tap. after tech school. Yeah. P-tap. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know. Did you go through that program? No, that's only offered in the U.S. Oh. And so when I when I was first hired, I was like reaching out to all these people because I had heard of it. But they said that that was for the U.S. only. 
And for Canada, I would just go through the regular apprenticeship and uh, Porsche training. Interesting. Well, I mean, I guess we don't have anything like what you guys have there. So we needed whatever we could to do an apprenticeship, <laughs> right? But yeah, I, um, I applied for Porsche and I didn't get accepted. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you still be accepted now. <laughs> it's how I wound up with BMW because Porsche said no. <laughs> But I love it. Yeah, I love it BMW now. I'm glad. I'm grateful for it. But um, so, so you said like you, this was a high school interest originally. Being like, um, I just I, sorry, sorry. I um, once I got my license and I started driving. I really liked driving, and then just not you know like the they always say that you know we get taken advantage of and you know don't get don't get had and all this stuff. So right. I always found shops that I could hang out and ask questions and you know I had car friends and stuff like that and so I kind of just learned and then I worked delivering car parts for a while so I, I was really interested but then I, I didn't I didn't pursue it I didn't have the discipline I was like I'm gonna end up nowhere right uh, but then when I made the decision and when I was like 30 I think that was like the right time I, I don't think I would have I say all the time I didn't have the discipline and I really mean that. I, I think when I was like coming out of high school, I would have screwed it up. You know, mm -hmm. I slept in or sick too much or whatever, but I had like the wherewithal in my thirties to really buckle down and like give it my all. I think there's something to that, right? I think there's something to when you decide that you want some, to do something later in life. Like I kind of feel like in the U S we, we push our, and maybe in Canada too, like we push our kids to get out of high school and figure out what you want to do. Like go to college for a specialty, figure out exactly what it is you want to do. I'm like, we don't know yet when we're that age. Like, we don't even know who we are. Yeah. There's something to be said for that gap year that I think is really big in, in Europe. They where they graduate high school and they take a year. Yeah. And they take a year to figure out like what it is they want. And then you're doing it because you want to, not because you were told you had to, or you were supposed you had to, to figure or... something out. Yeah. Actually, that was one thing that I was going to bring up is uh, you were speaking to Hillary, you were talking about the trade deficit. Yeah. Right. And so I've gone, I've spoken at my son's school several times. And that is one thing that I um, talk about is as an Asian female, as an Asian, <laughs> it's university, become a doctor, become a right. lawyer, you know, they, they, they emphasize so much on that. And we don't get to choose for ourselves. A lot of us are really good with our hands. It does not make us less of a person or not as smart. Following somebody else's dreams, doing something you're not good at because you're told to, that's not smart, yeah. right? And so I talk, about, I talk about that all the time and I encourage all the kids, not just the girls, to look into trades. It's fulfilling. Yeah. Amen. And, you know, you said even doing something that you are good at, but but isn't fulfilling that you don't want to do. Right. It, yeah, that's not <laughs> that's not healthy for the soul either. Like find what it is that works for you. And when we don't expose our kids to to different options of what they can do in their lives, like we're denying them the possibility of finding fulfillment. <laughs> and that's really sad and unfortunate. It is really sad. It is really sad. And, and everyone's resigned to the fact that you know, it's okay to have a job that sucks and that, you know, like you have to struggle every day. That's not fair to yourself. It's not fair to your family. It's not yeah. fair to like the people you work with. No. Yeah. How old is your son? 14. Oh my goodness. 
Okay, so seriously, I've got like I have a hard and I don't have children and I have a hard enough time finding work life balance. How the hell you are breaking down barriers, you're <laughs> kicking butt in like every aspect of life, and you're a mom, you're a total boss babe, like all the way up. How the hell? <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, he's 14 now, so he requires a lot less maintenance than when he was little. <laughs> So I think that's where I like lucked out is that now that I'm really get going hard, he's old and he doesn't need so much. So <laughs> he's old now. I'm sure he'd love it. <laughs> he's independent. There, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Did you, so here, since you touched on, you know, you're, you're a person of color, you're a woman, you're in the automotive industry. Like that's, that's double minority in the automotive world. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you find, like, I, I can speak to my experience as a woman, but did you find one or the other being harder for people to accept or did? Uh, I would say being uh, in Canada, I, I love Canada. I love Toronto for the fact that we're so inclusive. My being a visible minority makes no difference whatsoever. That's being awesome. a female didn't make it difficult for me. It just made like make it made it a, a a a topic of interest. Okay. Kind of like there was never there was I've never experienced any um. What's the word I'm looking for? The opposite of encouragement. <laughs> Dis being discouraged, dissuaded. <laughs> any discouragement. <laughs> That's awesome to hear. Yeah. That is yeah, cool. it's been really good. I want to move to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> My, my career has been so far a perfect storm of opportunity and just people who were or are have been in the right mindset to support someone like me. That's awesome. I think uh, I've been really, really lucky. That is, I, you've done a ton of phenomenal, phenomenal <laughs> things. Like I, I rattled off some of them at the beginning before you came on and I want to, I want to like dive into some of them, but like of all the craziness that you've done and the accomplishments you've had, like what has been your favorite thus far? My, the biggest one that puts the biggest smile on my face, Porsche Canada had a restoration competition last year. Okay. And my dealership tasked me with restoring a 994 Turbo. And I did this by myself. It was my first restoration. I didn't do the body. I didn't do any of the body. Okay. But I did, the, I restored it by myself. And we ended up, we came in six out of 12, which I'm still happy with, but I got the passion award as well. And they let me take the president of Porsche Canada around in the car for a lap on a track. <laughs> so oh my God. that was kind of awesome. <laughs> that is incredible. Very yeah, so cool. Awesome. <laughs> wow. That is awesome. So you did, so what, you didn't do Thanks, the body Brad. work. What was in, what's, what's that? My friend's like, she blew it out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she did. <laughs> so, um, so you didn't do the body work. What, what all did you wind up having to do on that restoration? I uh, removed everything except for like the carpet. So we didn't do any interior. The, the car came from Arizona, so it wasn't, it wasn't in rough, rough shape. There was a lot of um, just sun damage. Everything, anything that was exposed to the sun was yeah, welcome. just... Welcome to Arizona. Yep. <laughs> it was big. 
<laughs> was absolutely baked. Yeah, but the interior was good, so I just removed all of the suspension, the engine, the transmission, all the engine wiring harness, all trim, uh, glass, nice. everything off the car. They sent it off to paint, and then I just made everything new. That's awesome. <laughs> I went through like piece by piece and made everything new. So that it was fun. Super cool. So in doing, so you've done independent shop, you've done dealer shop, you've done restoration, you've done custom work, you've done race experiences, <laughs> you've done like what, because I think that's like a lot of aspects. And I think a lot of folks in the automotive industry, like some, some of us get the privilege and the benefit of being able to like dabble in all of the different areas. And like now I know you're working right now or, or helping out at Ink and Iron with Hillary and doing, you know, restoration stuff there. Like, you know, not, not everybody gets to dabble in all of the different things. Is there an area that you like the most? And if you could like only do one? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really hard one. Um, if I if I could, <laughs> if I just, <laughs> that's really hard. <laughs> um, if I could do it, if I could do restoration for the pure joy of it, and not like just not for money, just just for doing it, that's what I would do. Because I love making things new. I love making it look good. I love, you know turning something that was like just garbage and making it look beautiful again. I love that. I love that so much, yeah. but that, that only feeds your soul. It doesn't feed your family. Right. So yeah, truth. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they make it look um, glamorous on TV, right? They're like the, all the fancy restorations. It's like, yeah, no, that's not where the money's coming from. Though. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, you don't see everything. <laughs> Uh, but I think if I had to choose, I would probably just do engine building. I really love rebuilding the nice. flat six, the air-cooled flat sixes. That's like my bread and butter. That's awesome. Very <laughs> cool. I like doing engine work as well. I don't do a heck of a lot of like actual rebuilding of engines because dealership life was like, you know, you just replace it, right? Like it was yep. more cost efficient <laughs> to just replace it, but I really enjoy doing actual engine work on it. Yeah. So now Same. you're That's like why... in, what's that? I'm sorry. I was going to say that's why I got into the classics is because you get to do more of that yeah. versus just parts replacing. When did you leave? <laughs> I know. right? When did you leave the dealership? When? Yeah. Uh, in March. Oh, so recent. Yeah. Recent. I was, I was, I was with a new place for seven days and then I've been off for COVID. And then Corona happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me, tell us about the new place. The new place, I'm super excited about the new place. It feels really homey. <laughs> it awesome. feels really homey. It's, a, it's also, um, it's an aftermarket shop, but it's a high-end aftermarket shop. Okay. So they do a lot more of like the super, the sports cars. They hired me on to grow their classic Porsche business, which is really exciting. Uh, they have a classic guy that specializes in Ferraris, so I'll be learning classic Ferrari as well. Which That's awesome. I'm also really excited. That is about. super awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit jealous. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna come hang out with you for a field trip yes. one day, and I'm just yes, gonna come learn. Yes, you. 
<laughs> That's so cool. Nice. So it's the learning opportunities that I just, I love. Yeah, clearly. Like you're always like learning new, new things. I think that's really fun. What was it like working with Nikai-san? Because that's... Nikai-san's awesome. He's like the most chill person in the whole world. He's like this, this uh, tumbleweed. He just like rolls on through. He's like dusty and super chill. He's <laughs> awesome. He's really nice. The, how did that opportunity come up? And if you like would for anybody out there who doesn't know who Nakai-san is, tell a little bit about that. Uh, Nakai-san is the, the brain and the brawn actually behind RWB Porsche, which are the super wide modified air-cooled Porsches. You'll have to look them up. They're like a sensation. <laughs> super <laughs> wide. <laughs> super wide. I love how audacious they are. Yes. Just, I love it. <laughs> They are. They are ballsy for sure. <laughs> Very ballsy. <laughs> like just all up in your face. <laughs> uh, so he's he's the gentleman behind that. And uh, that was someone I met through Instagram, actually. Oh, nice. The gentleman, yep. Uh, the gentleman that built the Martini car in Tennessee, he, I think I... I was actually, have you heard of Rensport Reunion? Mm -hmm. It's a Porsche reunion. So I was at Rensport 5 in 2015. Okay. And just walking around, I saw the RWB for my first time. And so I went into the booth and I introduced myself. And the gentleman that was building the Martini car was there. And he kind of perked up because he's, he's, he's an overall Porsche guy. And hearing that I was a Porsche mechanic and building engines, he was like, hey, this he's is like, cool, oh. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So he reached out and um, I went to meet them in Tennessee for that build. And it's just a bunch of people that love cars, building cars together. Right. So like, you know, the atmosphere, it's, it's, yeah. it's awesome. It's really awesome. Uh, and from there, I just met more of the owners and the, the group. And that's pretty much it. I get to go out once in a while. I've gone out once in a while for some other builds some of the builds we've had, um, we've had quite a few in Toronto lately. So I get to come up for that too. So it's nice. It's awesome. That is hella cool. And I love somebody just said Instagram family. Uh, it's it's true. It, is, it really is. It's crazy. The people who we meet and get to know that we might not otherwise ever meet. It's just it's pretty phenomenal. And you've done work with Magnus Walker too. Yes. Uh, no, I've okay. met him a couple of times, okay. but I haven't actually worked with him. Okay. <laughs> I was like, girl, you've been everywhere. <laughs> I'm looking through your Instagram. Like, what happens? Happens, I swear. <laughs> I've been like the luckiest person. I love it. No, I, I think there's a lot of hard work that's gone into that too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So oh much. my gosh. Um, God, I had so many questions for you, and now they're like all out of my head. Um, so. What what would you say has been like the biggest challenge that you faced in in this industry? Um, retaining all of the information. <laughs> Honestly, that is my that is my um, downfall. Is my memory? I wish my memory was better, and so I wish I could retain all of the information. I I find. I don't remember enough, and I have to refer to information a lot. And I guess it's because I have my hands in too many things right so I haven't like mastered anything <laughs> I don't know I 
You know, I used to laugh about that because I have a horrible short-term memory. Like I don't, I don't remember <laughs> information. I don't, but I, I, you know, people would laugh at me all the time at the dealership. Like, oh, you don't remember that bulletin number or that part number. And I'm like, no, if I can look it up, why am I bothering clouding my brain with yep. all of that useless information? Like yep. <laughs> if I can look it up, I don't need to memorize it. Yeah, and exactly. There's that old saying that masters have forgotten more than, right? How did they say that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll ever learn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think it's okay that you don't have a great memory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's because there's just so much stuff crammed in there that it, it can't all fit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, what What about advice to the next generation? Uh, the next generation, yeah, like, or what, like the younger you, what would you say? Uh, the younger me, I would tell myself not to be hard, so hard on myself. I would tell myself not to be so hard on myself. <laughs> um, that that I, I mean, I don't. I was chatting with someone, and they they were making a comment on you know it's some it's okay to admit that you don't know something, and. I will always admit when I don't know something because the last thing I want to do is fuck something up. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, and humility has been like, I think a great asset to me when you go and learn with somebody and especially when you're learning classics with somebody, it's usually an older gentleman and older gentlemen are very set in their ways. <laughs> you can't go in guns blazing. No. They're not going to want to teach you. Yeah. Right. So humility is a huge thing. You know, like, you know your worth, but also understand other people's worth. Yes. And you have to sacrifice sometimes to learn, to, to get what you need, so. That's power. I'm really glad you brought that up. I think that's a really important thing that, you know, a lot of times I see kids coming out of tech school and they're like, I've just graduated top of my class and I know everything. And I'm like, no, no, you know this much. And that's awesome. <laughs> and I'm proud of you. And... <laughs> If you walk into the shop with that attitude, nobody's going to help you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And even if you do know better, like, or think you know better, like, be quiet and listen anyway. You might learn something that you didn't know that you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, I can't, I, I can't stress that enough. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. So you can't go assuming all the time. Yeah. <laughs> And for folks out there listening, like look up this girl's history and this girl's <laughs> resume and what she has done. And like, that's where humility gets you, right? Like going in with a, I'm ready to learn attitude gets you all of those incredible opportunities. Exactly. It opens doors for you because nobody's going to want to open doors if you're sour or entitled or have so. an attitude or yeah, totally. Exactly. Very cool. Good advice. Good advice. Thank you. All right. I'm, I'm going to take a peek really quickly because there's been a bunch of questions coming through. Um, Hi, Dan. And I want to see. New is such a kick-ass person. Spent time with her on a few occasions out at TurboCraft. This is TurboBrat930 says hello. <laughs> Hi, Brad. <laughs> and um, we've got a question is, how did you get your foot in the door working on high-performance cars? Luck. Like I said, it was just pure luck. I interviewed well. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So let's, let's dive into that a little bit because I, I don't know about you, but I get questions about that a lot is, you know, how do I show up for an interview? And I think particularly I find women, female techs asking this, like, do I show up 
looking professional? Do I show up looking dressy? Do I show up in a technician's uniform? How do I answer the difficult questions? So you say you interview well, what does that mean? What does that look like? What would you be your advice to someone on how to interview well? Um, good point. I actually, someone asked me that too. What, what does a woman wear to a mechanic interview? Yeah. Um, and I would say business casual or casual, I guess. I mean, jeans, I wore jeans. I've seen, I've seen guys wear jeans. I think that's appropriate. I think if you dress up too much, they will see you in a position that, you know, is more appropriate for that attire. So that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you on that. I think showing up in fancy, like office professional clothes, they're going to then want to try to put you in the office. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. So you're going to show that you're, you're able to be out in the shop and you want to be out in the shop. Exactly. So, did you ever get any like crazy questions in interviews? Like, a because you're a girl or? No, I don't think so. I've been lucky in that. I'm lucky a lot, apparently. Clearly, <laughs> I had ridiculous questions <laughs> asked of me in interviews. No. <laughs> um. Uh, I guess because it's, I've always been referred. And so by the time I get to meet this person, they're, they're just, um, they're trying to see if my personality jives with theirs and would mesh well with the rest of the team. Um, so I think I've been kind of, I've gotten off kind of lightly in that regard. I haven't, I've never really had to, um, list my accomplishments or all these kinds of things. Uh, so it's always just been, you know, what is your personality like? How, like it's, they've never been really hard questions in interviews. That's phenomenal. I, I hope that's a sign of like times changing because yeah, I, obviously I think references and being referred to a new shop or a new job is the way to go. Cause it's, it's like a warm lead, right? You're not walking in yeah. cold. They know a little yeah. bit about you and it's a positive thing already. And and gosh, I wish more jobs were interviewing their people based on, is your personality going to be a good fit for us? Like, is this going to work for both? Yeah, that's so important. That's really, it really is. important. And it gets yeah. missed a lot, I feel like. They're so focused on just accomplishments and skill set and not about personality. Yeah. And then there's like, you know, dissent among the troops or whatever. It just <laughs> makes for an awkward work environment, you know? <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I'm, that's I'm really used... awesome to hear that you had such a like accepting experience coming up. Yeah. I've been really lucky. I, I will say that I've been really lucky. I think part of it is then... Canada. <laughs> it is though. <laughs> We're so nice. <laughs> We're so nice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and Instagram has been a huge help too. My last job was uh, the new place that I'm at now. That's how they learned of me is because of this nice. reputation that I've built using that's Instagram. So Awesome. <laughs> I, th I think that's something powerful too about being niche or niche, however you pronounce that, right? It's, you know, because Porsche is a smaller, tighter knit community than say you know, being a, a Honda technician or a Ford technician, right? Like the, it's an enthusiast scene. And yeah. It's a, it's like a family, right? It's, it's very sneaky. <laughs> yeah. Which means yeah. you have the opportunity to wind up, you know, going to all these amazing experiences and doing all these things and getting to know, like, you know, the royalty of the Porsche world, like you've worked with and are involved in, you are royalty in the Porsche <laughs> world. <laughs> 
it's so funny because like when we're chatting as like techs together we're royalty but you know as a tech when you're like with sales for example <laughs> you're not royalty they're royalty <laughs> isn't that interesting yeah yeah i that's one of the things aside from like this barrier of the gender barrier that's also something i'd like to see gone because i mean Porsche, every time you go to a, a training course, they're like, you know, the techs are the backbone, you know, you carry on and da, 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 but the, and I have friends in sales, so please don't hate me if you guys watch this, <laughs> but the, and it's different for me because, because I'm a female, I've made friends, but I always felt that the techs were always treated like, Poorly. you know, like the dirt, you know? And I, I don't like that. I don't understand why that is. Yeah, I agree so. with you. I think there's two things going on personally. Like I, I think one is it's society wide, right? It's not just within the dealerships or the shops. It's society wide that we look at office jobs versus versus field jobs. Blue collar. <laughs> blue collar, right? As, as a hierarchy versus as just different, right? Mm -hmm. Both equally valuable, both equally important, just different. Instead, we look at it as, oh, you work with your hands. Oh, you're less than. And, and that's a really unfortunate, unfortunate thing. But I think yeah. like, the other piece that like, layers on top of that is I've been in just, like, just about every position in a shop. I've been a shop owner. I've been the service advisor. I've been the technician. I've been the, all of the things. And I've worked in lots of shops and I've done coaching with other shops and other businesses even outside of the automotive industry. And I feel like whoever you talk to, whatever position they're in, whatever business they're in, in their opinion, they're the one that does all the work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? So like yeah. the techs are like, we do everything and they make all the money. And the service advisors are like, we do everything. <laughs> exactly. It's so true. <laughs> so I think there's a little bit of just kind of human nature thing that goes on there too. <clears throat> but yeah, I remember feeling that way as a technician like, that, that I at the dealership, I was like, I feel like we're the ones doing all the work and we're not getting appreciated or respected for it. And then once I opened up my own shop, I feel like it kind of blew my blinders off a little bit to see what all went into everything else. And I was like, oh, wow, everybody else is working just as hard as I am. We just have very different roles and we all need to be excelling for things to work magically and have the shop be successful. You know what good I mean? But, yeah, good point. Yeah, but yes, we are societally looked down on which is, I'd like to see that end as well. Yes, same. <laughs> 100%. Somebody actually asked in the comments, I saw it roll through, would you ever consider owning or opening up your own business? I get asked all the time and no. <laughs> That's interesting. No. So tell me why, because I hear, I feel like every, especially female technician that I speak to, it's, I want to open up my own shop one day. I want to open up my own shop one day. Why not? Because I want to wrench. I don't want to, you know, be buried in paperwork and like red tape and liability. Like, ugh. Cheers to that. Oh, cheers. Amen. Oh my gosh. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I, I hear it so often and I, I, it's the first question I ask people. I go, why do you want to get into business for yourself? Are you going into business for yourself because you want to be a business owner? Or are you going into business for yourself because you want Haven't to work had a on good cars box. and you want to make more money or whatever it is, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And normally it's it's some 
it's some like, I want to make more money. I'm tired of making somebody else rich. And I'm like, yeah, but when you own your own business, you don't wrench anymore. Yeah. And you're not going to be rich. You're just going to be stressed all the time. <laughs> I know. I've been there, done that. <laughs> 13 years. Oh, man. <laughs> and it's true. I mean, that's like, that's how the first all female build came about was because I was doing 13 years of being a shop owner and I'd, I wasn't working with my hands anymore. And I was craving and missing working with my hands and learning new skills and working with other people and building things. Yeah. You know, like you lose that. So totally. I totally, I, I see it all the time too. I see, I've worked with guys, exceptional techs who branch out or are promoted or whatever into these roles where they slowly move away from the bench and you see the light die in their eyes. It's so sad. Totally. <laughs> It's true. It's true. And it's not just in the automotive industry. I mean, shoot, it's, it's across the board, like businesses. With any, that's true. Yeah. You go into the business thinking, cause you love the thing. And then, and then you realize you don't, you don't get, get to do that thing. thing. Anymore. <laughs> so good for you for knowing and seeing that and knowing what you want for yourself. That's. Yeah. I get asked all the time. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> very cool. Another very important question is, um, will you come out and work on the next all female build with us? I would love to. I need more information. How does that all work? <laughs> um, I'm like, we've got to get you down here. Like, if I have to put a Porsche engine in this thing, so be it. I will do that. <laughs> but I will um, do whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, we're doing a Volvo this year. And awesome. As, as soon as the travel and, you know, all of this stuff settles down and the world goes right back to where it's supposed to be, um, <laughs> um, we'll be getting started again. And I will reach out to you offline and we'll figure something out. But I'd love to have you come out and play with us. Amazing. I would be so happy to. <laughs> all right. So Ferris Fair, you said that you had questions for me as well. Yeah. Just how did you get all like, how did you get where you are? How are you sitting across from me right now? Oh my goodness. Um, well, I started an Instagram live and I asked you to join me. No, um, so, um, I was similar to you in like, I didn't grow up around cars. I didn't, it, this wasn't like a career path that was laid out for me as a kid. My parents weren't into cars. It wasn't like any, anything like that. Yeah. Um, out, totally out in left field. Totally. Yeah. My parents don't know where I came from. Like, my mom is like, my mom's from New Jersey. She doesn't even like pumping her own gas, let alone working on cars, right? So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of started in high school. It got kindled there with Volkswagen bugs. So I started out German with, you know, the, the flat air cooled engines. Bugs so. bit you, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then I went off to college because that's what I was supposed to do. And that's what I was told I was should do it when it wasn't like a question it wasn't do you want to go to college it was which college are you going to go to yeah what are you going to study right it was just yes. expected right so i went and i did that and i i really thought that i i was studying um constitutional law and women's wow. studies so i really i wanted to go into law and i wanted to fight the good fight for women on the legal side of things and i got done with college and i was like i miss working with my hands and that yeah, I graduated from college in May of 2000. And in July of 2000, I was enrolled in technical school. 
So that was... <laughs> At least you do, right? Yeah. yeah. Shocked all the friends and family, loaded up my little Volkswagen bug on a trailer <laughs> and drove cross country to Arizona. And wow, here, that's awesome. here we are. And then the rest of it is kind of like you. It's been, it's been luck and I think a willingness to say yes. And I think it's funny like, with all these interviews, I've been loving doing these, these happy hours and, you know, hearing people's stories and sharing people's stories. And I feel like there's been this theme amongst all of the ladies that have done incredible stuff is we were willing to say yes, not fully knowing what we were getting into. Like, <laughs> oh, that's a challenge? Yes, I'll take that on. I'm down, right? <laughs> and I think that's the big theme through all of it is just being willing to jump and take on something and know that you might suck at it at first, but that if you work at it, you'll get better. You'll get better, exactly. And there's something to be said about like, okay, I'm scared of this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking do it anyways. Like, it's so empowering. Yes, it is, 100%, God. It's the best thing. And I think it's even more exhilarating when you're scared of it. And on top of that, other people are saying you shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> because then it's extra like, ooh, and I did it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. I always say I like I'm to jump crazy. out of airplanes. What's that? Sorry. I'm oh. not crazy. I'm great. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I am crazy, but that's different. <laughs> I like to say I like to jump out of the airplane and figure out how to build my parachute on the way down. <laughs> on the way down? <laughs> like, just go. Just go. Like, and it's not saying I don't have the fear voice and the I'm scared voice. It's just I don't got time for you right now. I've got this yeah. thing that I'm going to go do, even though I'm terrified. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> this does not solve my problem. This yeah, does. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So what is, what's next for you? Like, any big plans, any big like goals you've done and accomplished a crap ton. What's that next like big hairy ass goal that you want to accomplish? Uh, I want to get settled at the new place and I want to get really good at the classic Ferrari. Actually, I, I just want to, I feel like my education has been really focused on the Porsche for a long time. Uh, and I will always be a diehard Porsche at the, a fan at this point. But I would like to generalize my knowledge and be able to not not be not be hesitant when a, when approached with a different make or anything like that. I just want to that's cool. Get really good. <laughs> yeah, I can appreciate that. When I I worked for BMW for seven years, and it was it was the same thing. Like you kind of referred to the parts changers at the at the dealership, and it does you know it becomes a little bit of that. I, I don't. It's not a dig on dealership technicians. It's you see the same Not cars possible. over and over and over again, you know what goes wrong with them, right? Yeah. You hear the customer complaint and you're like, oh, I know what's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right? I know exactly what's wrong with that car. And, and it, it gets kind of mundane and, and repetitive. Yeah. repetitive. Yeah. So when I left the dealership and started being independent, it was like, oh my gosh, there's a whole new world of things to learn. And it, it was only a couple of years into that, that I really felt like I could say, I'm, I'm a good technician. Because at first I was a good a BMW technician. And then a few years in, I was like, okay, I'm a good technician now. <laughs> now I'm a good technician. <laughs> I totally hear that. I totally hear that. <laughs> first time I had to do a timing belt. Because BMWs <laughs> don't have timing belts. They've got chains. <laughs> we have chains. 
And like they, <laughs> there was one engine that had timing belts, but they were really old and we didn't see them at the dealership. So the first time I had to do a timing belt on, on my own with no help on a Toyota, I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> so intimidating. And it's and if you mess up, that's catastrophic. You know, that's really intimidating. That's really, really intimidating. Yep. Yep. I remember I remember thinking to myself, like, I'm not a real mechanic. Who who do, who the hell do I think I am starting my own business when this timing belt engine is gonna kick my butt? I mean, this was like 14 years ago. And I was like, <laughs> who the hell do I think I am? And I totally had to psych myself up and tell that little like gremlin, like, go away. Yeah. Yep. Out of here. I get out of here. I don't got time for you. Like, I got to do some research and figure this out. <laughs> and of course, it was pre like, you know, internet is really like thorough as it is now. So I had a timing belt book. <laughs> I didn't for look all it up of on the make the model. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> I know we're spoiled now with the availability of information. It's crazy. Yeah. It is nuts. <laughs> and I'm so grateful for all the people who take the time to do the videos and share their content. <laughs> yes. Because, <whatnot>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate I appreciate all of those videos, the how-to videos online for all of them. Like, not just, not just car stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know. These days you can learn how to do anything. Mm -hmm. So how's, are you guys still like basically quarant, like are you still on lockdown and have to stay at home or? We're, we are quarantined, but lots of stuff have been opening up um, slowly. They were, they opened up some parts this past, parks, sorry, this past weekend, but I think people were like too gung-ho and it was like way too many people out at the same time. So oh. they're kind of disappointed about that. Uh, but I go back to work on Monday, so oh. I think things are st slowly starting to open back nice. up. At the shop? Yeah. Awesome. Yes. That's exciting. Yay! Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm sure Hillary is going to be sad to, to lose you. I know. <laughs> I'll see her Saturdays. <laughs> okay. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, now that I'm, like, into the Camaro, I was, I was intimidated with that because I don't really have much experience with uh, with the Camaro. But now that I'm into it, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm sorry I didn't come out sooner. <laughs> it's, you know, once you get past the fear of it or the intimidation of it, <clears throat> excuse me, if I, you know, it's all, it's all parts and pieces and it's all the same concepts. It's just all exactly. the different manufacturers <laughs> have different ways of going about doing yeah. it. But once you get away from the, ooh, that's different then it's all the same underneath it all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just nuts and bolts. <laughs> it really is. It's the, it's the puzzle of it. That's fun. Yeah. Learning <laughs> and old the good cars thing about, was... What's that? Uh, sorry, I was going to say the good thing about the old cars is there's not that many gadgets, right? So it's like right. basic. It's straightforward. It's easier. <laughs> yeah, it's all purely mechanical. There isn't all of the ridiculousness. Like, yeah, sensors and, and all sensors and solenoids and... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's funny, though, because I only knew newer cars. So when I went to starting to work on older cars, they were intimidating to me because it was, ah. it was different, right? Yeah. It was just different. I'm like, I don't, I can't plug in. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> yeah, where's the OBD connector on this? <laughs> I know. 
Although I've gotten really comfortable using the five gas analyzer, the sniffer, so I'm I'm good with that. I'm happy. Nice. <laughs> it's not the same as an OBD plugin, but no, totally different. Totally different. Oh my gosh. Um, somebody just said, "Wait, so you have to tin the carbs on the Ferrari?" <laughs> yeah, have fun, have fun with that. Um, yeah. Let's see. What other questions do we have here? Are there any new ones? I just want to make sure. Um, no. Okay. Just wanted to make sure we weren't missing any important questions. Oh my gosh. Um, what else should we talk about? What else does the world need to know about the amazing noon one? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Oh, come on. <laughs> have you, okay. Have you been homeschooling your son through all of this? Uh, no, not really. I've, um, I don't, I don't come down really heavy on him when it comes to education. Not like in like a really strict way. He's got homework. I'm on with him with homework and we're always learning and watching educational stuff. I, I think we've got a lot to deal with right now without everyone worrying about also homeschooling their kids. Everybody's missing out right now, and everyone is going to be on the same level. Not everyone's homeschooling at the same level. So if you're gung-ho and, you know, drilling everything into your kids, they still start back at square one when everything goes back to normal in September, right? So I think a lot of people are kind of driving themselves crazy with that. But then again, I've got a 14-year-old. I'm lucky. I don't have to keep, like, little ones busy. Right. So <laughs> That's a refreshing perspective. That's interesting. So what is what has he been doing? Just he hanging been going out. Crazy? No, he's a homebody. We're homebodies, so we just nice. hang out. We chill. Yeah, I got him. I'm trying to get him to read. He's he doesn't really like reading so much. <laughs> he's, he likes manga, um, and art and stuff like that. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, he started learning the guitar. Nice. I think it's interesting this divide of like, you know, people who aren't, who aren't working during all of this or people who aren't on the front lines, like the introverts versus the extroverts. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the extroverts are like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. And the introverts are like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's <a> Friday, okay. <laughs> like, this, this is kind of cool, am I right? <laughs> I know, I'm like living my dream right now. <laughs> It's so, everybody thinks I'm a total extrovert, but I'm I, I'm a huge introvert, and so it's been it's been kind of nice. I'm not gonna lie. I know. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, people think the same about me too. I guess it's because we're we seem to be out there on Instagram, but yeah. I mean that's like within these parameters only, right? And then outside of that, I get to be by myself and alone and quiet and uncomfortable. Yes. And social media makes it really easy to be extroverted without actually being extroverted. <laughs> yeah, without actually talking to people. Because I'm being extroverted from the comfort of my pillow fort in my house. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. Um, somebody asked, um, oh, Andrea Samagi asked, um, do you prefer working on newer Porsches or do you like the simplicity of the older ones? I love the older ones, but I like the new ones, but I love the older ones. What, um, what about them from, from like a working on them perspective or is it a purist perspective? Uh, from a working on them perspective, I get to dig in more uh, with the new ones. I don't know. Um, with the new ones, 
trim is trim doesn't matter if it's new or it's old right and so when you're talking about suspension i'd rather work on suspension on the newer cars than the older cars <laughs> but <laughs> um electronics electronics isn't like my strong point so the classics because there's there's less of it uh and but then with the classics you also get to dig into the engines and the transmissions which you don't get to with the new cars yeah so. Okay, that's fair. I think it's interesting the distinction, like suspension, no. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's fair. Um, at the dealership, I remember I had interviewed at a, a Porsche dealership in um, in Manhattan a gazillion gazillion years ago, and the guy, <laughs> um, the shop foreman there, he was like, "The bulk of what we do is squeaks and rattles." Did you find that to be the case at the dealership? There is a lot of squeaks and rattles, but the thing with us is we insist that the client drive with us in the car so that we make sure we hear what they're complaining about and we fix that. We don't go fixing something that we hear that's not what Amen. they're talking about. Oh god, cuz that's like the worst, isn't it? Oh my gosh, yeah. and that happens all the time. And then that just leads to the customer being pissed off, right? Yeah. Cuz they're like I brought it in with this noise. I just paid you X number of dollars for you to fix it. And it's still there. And it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I fixed a noise. It just wasn't your noise. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it gets frustrating too. But um, not everyone's willing to go for the drive with you. A lot of the higher end car owners, they just want it done. Right. Yeah. So it's tough. Yeah. No, definitely. Interesting. Yeah. Are there any things that you don't like doing? on cars like as far as work um i don't like i don't love ac stuff too much i don't know i find okay <laughs> interesting i haven't heard that one before <laughs> <laughs> you don't think about it a lot but i mean hvac you've got like everything's buried all the time you know yeah. what i mean it's hard to get to yeah. Or so, uh, yeah, I don't really love HVAC. That's fair which enough. Which is, who I even hated it. <laughs> I hated it originally, and then Arizona, like, it is life. It <laughs> you is you life. need it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, we are getting down to the end of the time that we have allotted because Instagram's going to kick us off. They only let us do an hour for live. So um, I appreciate so much you joining and I want to connect more offline and, and chat more and um and figure out how we can work together somehow but um yeah you are awesome seriously keep kicking ass out there you are phenomenal my hat <laughs> get out of here I'm so um, happy to connect with you <laughs> and so everybody who's watching this make sure you check out Nina's Instagram and catch up with her follow her check out what she's doing she's seriously legit this woman's the real thank deal thank you so much thank, and, you, thank um, you thank you guys all for joining thank you and um, I'm gonna reach out uh, via messenger to get your address so that I can okay. send you one of these lovely Woo! girl game hey. glasses. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> all right. And I wanted to shout out to... What's that? Sorry. Someone asked who my favorite shop dog is. So I just wanted to shout out Kitty. Hillary's Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> you mean not my metal shop dog that I have? <laughs> like the Did you name him yet? Dog? Did you name him yet? I haven't because I'm awful. <laughs> It'll come to me. It's just the dog. Um, I'm not very good dog. at naming things. My literally my cat who's like hanging out right here. Yeah. 
Um, I'm so bad at naming things that his name is Handsome Man. <laughs> like, Sorry. come on. Um, so yeah, the dog is just the dog. Uh. <laughs> all right, anyway, you're awesome. Thank you guys all for joining. Thank you. We will talk more soon, okay? <laughs> all right. Bye, Bogey. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Take care.